Good morning, Calvary Church. It is so good to be with you. My name is Josh. I am the middle school pastor here at Calvary Church. I've had the privilege to grow up here. I remember going to VBS over in Sansic Chapel when I was a little kid, and I've been blessed to serve in the middle school ministry for the past 25 years, um, and I just love being here. So it's exciting to be here with you morning. Now, question, who here participated in VBS? Okay, who had a great time at VBS? Wait, 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 I didn't hear that. Who had a great time at VBS? Much better, much better. I love VBS, and I love the theme this year. Stellar's been so cool. I don't know about you, but as a kid, I always dreamed of outer space. I dreamed of what it would be like to go out into outer space and see the stars and be in a rocket ship. So much fun. I feel like many of us, adults and kids, have fantasized or dreamt what it would be like to go to outer space. And a lot of that comes from the books or movies we've watched when we were younger. And so we're going to do a little movie quiz. We're going to say, name that space movie, okay? Now, not all of them are super spacey, but they're space-related. So what's going to happen is I'm going to show you a clip. If you know it, it's actually not a clip. I'm going to show you a still or a picture. If you know this movie, shout it out. If you know the year, shout it out. Let's see how smart you guys are. Okay, first one. That is correct. Star Wars 1977. Okay, next one. Ready? Anyone? Okay, it's Signs 2002. Okay, this is one of my favorites. Flight of the Navigator. When we were kids, we all thought it was Flight of the Alligator, but it's the Navigator, and that was 1986. Uh, here's another one. Apollo 13. 2005. Okay, I know a lot of kids will know this one. It's kind of spacey, right? We got, we got a Buzz Lightyear, and that was 1995. This one is a hard one. Yep, Space Camp, 1986. I just watched it this week to refresh my memory, and it holds up, so check it out. Wally, 2008, you guys know it. And then this one's another hard one that I loved as a kid. Explorers, 1985. Um, how did you guys do? Pretty good? Not so good? Not so good. Well, like I said, there's something about space that like ignites an excitement in us. It's mysterious. It's fascinating. It's beautiful. Um, I have a picture from Hume Lake. Uh, our high school ministry and middle school ministry took 200 students and leaders to Hume Lake this month. And we went up to Kings Canyon to this Christian camp called Hume Lake, and it is beautiful. Look at the stars in the sky. It is incredible. Somehow we can see the stars so much clearer there than we can here in Orange County, right? But when you look at the stars and the solar systems, it is incredible. And I can't help imagine, but like, God, how did you do this? Um, Psalm 19.1 sorry, Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies proclaim his craftsmanship. It's so cool. Stars are incredible. The sky is incredible. Space is incredible. And this week at VBS, we learned so much about the light of Jesus. So I have our daily themes up here. So boys and girls, will you help me as we read them together? Um, day one, we talked about when life feels dark. That's right. Day two, when people don't get along. So good. Day three, when good things happen. 
Number four, when people are sad. And then last but not least, day five, when people need help. Okay, you guys, and that's the one I want to focus on, when people need help. Um, we had some amazing crew members, our characters for the week, and they helped each other. They knew that they needed to help one another. And so I want to introduce our crew. They're on the screen right behind me. We have Captain Beck, Dash, Dory, Flynn. Okay, you guys are going to tell me your favorite one on the count of three, okay? You guys think about it? Ready? One, two, three. I heard Pastor Josh. I wasn't a character, but that's okay. Thank you guys. Um, but our crew, we watched all these fun videos of how they were on this spaceship called the the Bullfrog. Right, they were on this spaceship called the Bullfrog, and then one of their friends named uh, what was his name? Um, Captain Bruce was on another spaceship, and he needed help. They were out of this this rock. They needed to get their ship back up and running. So this crew, they went together, they worked together, they overcame obstacles so that they could help their friends. And I want to look at a story in the Bible that talks about helping their friends and bringing them to Jesus. So if you have your Bibles, there's Bibles right in front of you. You're going to open up to Mark chapter 2, starting in verse 1. And if you need help finding it, it is on page 600 in the Bible right in front of you. So go ahead and open up your Bibles. We're going to be talking about a rescue mission in Mark chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Is everyone there? Almost. I'll give you another minute or a second. There you go. This is one of my favorite stories, and I'm going to be reading from the NLT. So let's follow along together. In verse 1, it says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, not even outside the door. So news about Jesus is spreading. People are hearing that Jesus is back in town, and he has become very popular because he's teaching truth in a way that no one's ever heard before. He's healing people's lives. He's changing their lives. He is making an impact. Jesus was in town, and people were hungry for truth, hope, and healing. And it said it was so crowded that there was no more room in this house, not even outside the door. And now, I want you guys to close your eyes. When you think of a big crowd, what do you picture? Think about it. Think about it. This is what I picture Disneyland. Okay, I think of crowds, long lines, um, specifically when I was a kid. I remember waiting in line for Space Mountain. Who's been on that ride before? I was freaked out as a kid. That scared me so much. It might even scare me a little bit today, if I'm honest. Um, so Space Mountain, people wait in line so long to get on Space Mountain. The average minutes that it takes to get onto Space Mountain, the average amount of time that people will wait is 49 minutes to get on that ride. The most recorded, the maximum wait time for that ride was 300 minutes. Five hours. Would you wait five hours to go on Space Mountain? No. Wow. Talk about crowds. And as I think about Jesus being in town, these crowds were willing to gather and wait to see Jesus because they know that they needed him. The crew that we're going to look at in this story 
They were on a mission. So let's follow along, picking up in verse 2. It says, while Jesus was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole through the roof above his head. They lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Like I said, these guys were on a crew. These four friends said, we need to get our friend to see Jesus. Jesus is the way, and we need to make sure our friend gets to see Jesus. So I noticed three things as I look at this story. Number one, these four friends practice teamwork. Their friend is paralyzed. He can't move. They know that they need to work together to get their friend to Jesus. As I think about this paralyzed man, I don't know his whole story, but I imagine that he maybe feels a little hopeless, a little discouraged, a little helpless. He can't do things on his own, maybe, but his friends and him know that he needs to get to Jesus. And it says these four friends, these four guys, they bring him to Jesus, and they don't say that they're priests. They don't say that they're the elite. They don't say they're the most wealthy. They're just ordinary people like you, like me, and they need to bring their friend to Jesus. And they practice something called teamwork. Who's been on any type of team before? Maybe like a sports team. Maybe you've participated in like an orchestra or some type of music like that. It is so key to work together as a team. And I have a quote here from my good friend, Michael Jordan. You guys, let's check this out. It says, there are plenty of teams in every sport that have great players and never win titles. Most of the time, those players aren't willing to sacrifice for the greater good of the team. The funny thing is, in the end, their unwillingness to sacrifice only makes their individual goals more difficult to achieve. One thing I believe to the fullest is that if you think and achieve as a team, the individual accolades will take care of themselves. Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. And he, obviously he's talking about sports, he's talking about basketball, but I think that there's something true to this, this idea of working together as a team, making personal sacrifices. And that brings me to our next point, which is they make personal sacrifices. Um, I haven't told this person, but Seth Doan, you're going to come up here really quick. Seth, come here, come here, I need you up front. Yes, let's go, let's go, let's go. Now, Seth, you're going to be my actor. I have a mat here. Get up for Seth Doan right here. <laughs> Seth, come on over. You didn't know you were going to do this, did you? How do you feel? Kind of nervous. Okay, I'd be nervous too. Okay, lay down. Now, for this illustration, you are going to play the part of the paralyzed man, okay? So everyone sit up and wave to your parents. Good, he can't do it because he's paralyzed. Good job, wait, no, okay. So don't wait, okay. So you're paralyzed in this situation, but you have four friends. I'm gonna pick four of your friends for you. I know you're friends with like Wesley. Come on up, Wesley. Um, your dad over there is a friend. Do you have any other friends in the audience? Okay, I'll pick. Uh, okay, I see you, yeah, come on up. Yeah, Miguel. Okay, and then Josiah, come on up. Okay, we got four friends here. Now, these four friends know that you need to get to Jesus. Jesus is over here by this cross, and they say, we need to figure out a way to do this. We need to make personal sacrifices. Now, these four guys, Maybe aside from Doan, because this is your dad. Um, but they might say, you know what? Jesus is in town. I want to see Jesus. You know, they could run ahead and be in the front row seat to hear Jesus teach. Maybe they have something going on in their life that they need healing. And they could say, you know what? 
dude, I really want to help you, but Jesus is here. I got to go. Maybe next time. Okay, right? But they make personal sacrifices. So what they do is they're going to grab each a corner of this. They're going to pick you up. How are you feeling right now? I'm scared. Even more scared than you were before. And they're going to bring you towards Jesus. But you know what? Come here, come here, come here. But there's obstacles, one being Josh. Now you have to go up. You have to go up. And then they're going to face all these obstacles. Now, you might be here and you, you see this house and you see that it's full. There's crowds all around. There's no way you can get inside. And you guys might be like, Seth, bro, I'm sorry. It's too crowded. We'll do this next time. Maybe Jesus will come again. You know, we'll take care of it. But they say, you know what? We're going to overcome these obstacles. What do they do? They climb up on the roof, and then they keep going, and they lower them in, and they take him to Jesus. Are you feeling okay? He looks nervous. Okay, and they lower him down right in front of Jesus. And end scene. Round of applause. Good job. Now, some of these friends, um, when I think of VBS, I actually think of how many people came together to carry students to Jesus. Um, like I said, if you were a kid and you were in VBS, raise your hand. Okay. You guys, you had crew leaders. You had, uh, you had these volunteers that would come and care for you. You have amazing parents and grandparents. You have friends. And my question is, like, who is carrying you to Jesus? And this week, we visually saw kids be carried to Jesus in a metaphor, um, and I think that's really powerful. And the question is, are you willing to make sacrifices for others? You know, are you willing to drop everything, maybe a whole week of work, so that you can serve others and bring kids to Jesus? And my point number three is overcoming obstacles, and this is something that clearly these guys had to do. They wanted to bring this paralyzed man to Jesus. They saw that there was a crowd, so they had to dig through the roof. They overcame obstacles. And as I was thinking of the videos we watched this week, we had those four crew members that were so fun. They knew they needed to help one of their other crew members on another ship. And so they made sacrifices, and they overcame obstacles. Do you guys want to see a clip of this from this week? A little review of what we saw, our amazing characters. So you guys know what Josh just showed us how to do it. We're going to do our lights, camera, action. Ready? Lights. Camera. Me. I'm too fast. Oh, I think we lost them. That was way too close. Who did we find you ready before Mama show up? It's a good thing, Tori. Good job, you two.
Maybe if we are bigger and louder, we will intimidate the beast. Come, come, come. Officer Freewind, the captain is trying to contact you. Back now? What's a back now? A snow plow? An eyebrow? Oh, a sea cow. The captain's always talking about sea cows. Dash, Dash, come in, Dash. We need evac now. Evac. Evac? You guys made it. You got the stuff? You bet your sweet Biffy we did. Lazarus, here we come. These videos were so great. If you want to watch them, I believe they're on our website if you want to look back and remember all the great adventures they went on. But they were together as a team. They had to go find that Iridium so that they could save the other ship. And it was just this awesome story. And you really saw these people work together, make personal sacrifices, and overcome obstacles. You guys, let's get back to our story. So we're going to jump back down to verse 5, okay? The story continues in the Bible. It says this. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. Hold up. What did Jesus just say? Your sins are forgiven. Why did they bring the paralyzed man to Jesus? Because he was paralyzed. He needed to be healed. But Jesus flips the script. Jesus does something expected. And he says, I'm going to heal your sins. And then we see some other characters on the scene. In verse 6, it says, But some of the teachers of the religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, What is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven? Or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk? So to prove that I am the Son of Man, or the Messiah, or the Anointed One, to show that I have authority on earth to forgive sins, then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the story concludes like this. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, We've never seen anything like this before. This encounter with Jesus is life-changing. People were amazed. They were stunned. Their eye, you know, if you look that up on, like, an emoji, it's like the big eyes. Or, you know, like, they're like, what's going on? And I think there's a critical issue in our world today as Christians. Um, I've been reading this book called Dangerous Wonder by, Mark or by Mike Iaconelli. It's an older book, but it says this. The critical issue today is dullness. We have lost our astonishment. The good news is no longer good news, it's okay news. Christianity is no longer life-changing, it is life-enhancing. You guys, the people that were in this house to see what Jesus was doing, they were amazed. They saw life change happen in front of them. And I want to see that in each of our lives. We had, what, 178 kids make decisions to follow Jesus. Their lives will be changed because of that choice. There's a great psalm that I want to put up on the screen. Psalm 34, 
And it says this, the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous faces the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to rescue each time. What an amazing promise. God hears us. He is close to us. He rescues us. And that's something we all need in our lives. And so I want to challenge you. I'm going to mix up the slides for a minute, but I want to show these three questions. I have three questions to ask you. How do you need God to rescue you? You might not be physically paralyzed, but you might be paralyzed in some other ways. You might be spiritually dull or paralyzed where you're not connecting with Jesus, you're not following God, maybe your life is just kind of in a rut. How do you need to be rescued? And the next question is, who are you carrying to Jesus? If you're part of Calvary Church, if you're part of our family, who are you carrying to Jesus? Are there people in your neighborhoods, at your workplaces, at your schools that need to know about Jesus? How are you carrying them to Jesus? Are you willing to make those personal sacrifices? Are you willing to overcome obstacles to get people to Jesus? And then my third question is, who, sorry, <laughs> my third question is this, who is carrying you to Jesus? So you need people to carry you to Jesus as well. Do you have friends, mentors, caring people in your life that are going to carry you to Jesus? These are things that we need. So I want to pray for us as we wrap up and remember that Jesus is a God that wants to rescue us and restore us. So let's pray together. God, thank you so much for being a good God that knows us, that desires to rescue us, and desires to restore our relationship with you. Lord, you know how we need to be healed physically, but you also know how we need to be healed emotionally and spiritually. Lord, you know how we are maybe disconnected from you or how we are stuck in a rut. And God, Lord, I pray that you rescue us. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to build that bridge, to fill in that gap so that we could be restored with you. So today, Jesus, we confess how much we need you, how much we need to be saved. Lord, we thank you for this amazing story of how these four friends came together to get their friends to Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you allow us to support one another and bring each other to the feet of Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.